0: E-S-N-Y! <gunfire> Fable Radio, let's talk a little Sam Darnold. Where does he rank compared to the rest of the league? That's the question. I mean, at the very least, the guys who were anti-Sam Darnold took a hit, a major hit. What looked competent in week one looks absolutely dreadful in week two or three. Now, what can you say about this kid? He has the coachable, the uncoachable traits that you want in a potential franchise quarterback. The hype did go over the over top, um, of what should have been there this summer. I mean, writers left and right, we're calling him a franchise quarterback already. It's just not the case. you got to calm that train, let him do it first. In this world, we tend to, to to crown guys before we're ready to. But, listen, we've done film rooms, we've done stuff, we've looked at his uh, uncoachable stuff that he brings to the table, he could throw on the run as good as anybody He senses pressure in the pocket as good as anybody, uh, like eyes in the back of his head. He tends to leave the pocket a little too quickly, though, too. He's got to get it done from the pocket and get it done pre-snap when evaluating the defense pre-snap. But we'll take calls at 8.30. It's 8.05 right now, maybe a little bit earlier. I'll check out the chat on YouTube pretty soon. Um let's look at the league now it's interesting back in the day when you'd look at franchises all 32 or 31 or 30 it was strange when there was 31 teams if you remember there was six teams in the AFC North and five teams in the rest of the divisions and there'd be a buy every week so an NFL team had to have a buy week one and week 17 it was crazy But anyway, when looking around at all 32 teams, like say 10, 15, 20 years ago, it felt like only half of the teams had franchise quarterbacks. You know, there was a a lot of teams that didn't have guys they wanted to use moving forward. Meaning, they're just getting by with this veteran guy here or there. Now, in today's world, because the stats are so inflated, it feels like... Almost every franchise has a franchise quarterback. But it's not the case. For example, Mariota, Winston, Derek Carr. Are they franchise quarterbacks? Would you trust those guys if you were a fan of those teams? I don't know. I wouldn't. Darnold, where does he fall in? I don't know. Let's go by division. Pats. Let's not talk about it. Let's just move on. Dolphins. Yeah, you'd rather have Darnold. Over Rosen. Over that other bearded guy. What's his name? Uh, It's on the tip of my tongue. I can't remember. Buffalo. Josh Allen. Who would you rather have? I think I'd still take Darnold, but... Unlike a lot of people out there, I was a fan of Josh Allen coming out. I actually like Josh Allen more than Mayfield coming out. It went Darnold, Rosen, number two, Allen, number three, Mayfield, number four. That's how I had him ranked. Looked pretty bad last year, but we'll see how it ends up in five years or so. So only Brady beats Darnold in his own division, in my eyes. North, Cleveland, Mayfield or Darnold? Personally, I just told you, I wasn't a huge Mayfield fan. I'd rather have Darnold. But it's not a crime to go to go with Mayfield, obviously. Conventional wisdom, most people would take Mayfield. Cincy Dalton or Darnold. Dalton gets crapped on unfairly. But in terms of age, in terms of potential. See you don't you don't you'd always take the potential over the cap over the capped to. Uh, Ceiling. We know what Dalton's ceiling is. We don't know Darnold's ceiling. So for that, you take Darnold. Ravens, Lamar or Darnold? To me, it's not even a question. I'm taking Darnold. I'm rooting for Lamar. I hope he gets there. I don't think he will. Yes, the game is changing and it's helping Lamar in a huge way. But he's going to have to prove he can stay healthy. And his offensive coordinator, Greg Roman, he's a genius with the read option, pistol, quarterback running scheme stuff. He did it with Kaepernick, with Harbaugh in 2012, helped him get to a Super Bowl, and then it eventually faded. Same thing with RG3, 2012 in Washington. Now... That season, the read option, the zone read went crazy. Unlike today, they still use it. They still use edge principles. Jet sweep takes up a lot of that. It's filled the mantle there to to put pressure on the edge. And Lamar's getting it done, but it's a lot of wide-open concepts down the field. Rooting for the kid, but I'd still take Darnold. So who do we do? Browns, Bengals, Ravens, Steelers. Big Ben or Darnold, you're still taking Big Ben. Obviously. Rudolph, let's not even factor him in. South, Texans. Deshaun, Darnold. I'm taking Deshaun. There's no question. Watson could get it done from the pocket. He's prime time. He's a hell of a player. He even showed it with Clemson. I know it doesn't translate all the time, but he gets it done in a big spot. I'm taking Deshaun. So, so far, Brady and Deshaun. Tennessee, Mariota. Forget about it. Darnold. Jacksonville. Jacksonville. Foles, Minshew. I mean, obviously you're taking Foles with a big game to win. Uh, If you're starting a franchise tomorrow, you're taking Darnold. Colts, Luck. Where is Andrew Luck right now? What is he doing? I wonder. But you're taking Darnold over Brissett. Denver, Flacco. Obviously, again, like Foles. Big game. A betting man may take Flacco, but Darnold's the guy. Raiders, Carr. Car or Darnold. That's an interesting one. You know, Carr. Here's another guy that gets crapped on. He's made two Pro Bowls. He's thrown some touchdowns. He's put up some stats. You could call it a draw. You could call you could go with Carr, you could go with Darnold. I'll leave it up to you. KC, Mahomes or Darnold, you're obviously taking Pat Mahomes. Chargers, Rivers or Darnold, you're taking Rivers. Again, it's the old, the vet youth thing, but you're taking Rivers. Cowboys, Prescott or Darnold, it's not even close for me. I'm taking Darnold. This is not a homer speaking. This is not a fan speaking. Prescott still has a lot of questions. Uh, those who take Prescott, there's, I have no issue with it. Uh, he is, he's playing great right now. Cooper, Amari Cooper's playing tremendously. Zeke has kind of been missing in action just a tad for fantasy owners. Pollard getting it done behind him, but that's a good one, too. Prescott or Darnold, I don't know. Redskins. Haskins, Keenum, Darnold, you're taking Darnold. Um, Eagles. Wentz or Darnold, you're taking Wentz, and it's not close. Wentz has proved a lot more so far. Giants. Giants. Daniel Jones, Darnold. I'm not even going to answer it. Daniel Jones is still so... um, We don't know who the hell Danny Dimes is. We don't know who he is. Let him play more than one game before we even discuss it. I'm kind of setting the stage for the callers who call in. But, yeah, you're going to take Darnold over Danny Dimes until he plays more than one game. Packers, Rodgers, Darnold. Rodgers, Bears, Trubisky, Darnold. I'm taking Darnold. Not a huge fan of Trubisky. Remember the reports McCagna was in and interested on Trubisky? I'm glad it didn't happen. Vikings, Cousins, Darnold, man oh man, Mikey Mack. If Cousins didn't say no to the Jets, Kirk Cousins would be your quarterback right now. Of course, Cousins has the better resume. He's a veteran. But if you're starting an organization, starting a franchise, I am taking the potential over the ceiling. The ceiling, once again, is known with Cousins. And his ceiling is higher than what Darnold's showed so far, but I'm still taking Darnold. Uh, Stafford, Darnold, Lions. Stafford's the more talented QB. It's it's a weird one because they want to run down there with carry-on. It's a close one. Who do we run through? Minnesota, Chicago, Detroit, Green Bay. Got them all. South. Saints. Breeze Darnold. You take him, Breeze. Falcons. Matt Ryan Darnold. Take him, Matt Ryan. But I think he's extremely overrated. Uh, Really racking it up in this era of QB statistics. Carolina. Cam Newton Darnold. This man's an MVP winner. And I would take Darnold over Cam Newton. I'm sure Panther fans will not like that, but uh, I'm sorry. Newton has a far better resume, there's no question. But again, that potential is there with Darnold. And believe me, I'm not one to hype up Sam Darnold. I I think I had a podcast telling Jets fans to slow down the hype train in the spring, When they signed Bell and Mosley. Darnold was great the last quarter of the season. Fantastic. But you needed to slow it down a bit. He didn't prove anything yet. What we're discussing now, where he ranks, a lot of it has to do with potential. Stuff that he hasn't gotten done on the field yet. A lot of it has to do with, uh, if you're starting a franchise tomorrow, who are you going to take? So age factors in as well. Breeze, Ryan, Newton, Winston, I'm taking Darnold over Winston. Niners. Jimmy G, Darnold. I'm taking Jimmy G. I like Garoppolo. I like him a lot. He gets nicked up a little too much from my liking. But I like him. We'll we'll see how his season pans out. Niners are off, off and running. I pick Chanahan to be the coach of the year ten and six. We'll see. Seattle, Russell Wilson. Darnold, not even close. Russell Wilson. LA Rams Goff Darnold I'm taking Goff but I'm hesitant I don't know if Goff is prime time I don't know if he can get it done without McVeigh, without his genius offense without that great offensive line without those weapons Goff was placed in a perfect situation what if Darnold was placed in that situation how much better or greater would the world look at him if he was placed in that Ram situation as opposed to the Jets sometimes it's about that sometimes it's about being placed in certain situations you know what if Goff went two Wentz went one Wentz could be a Super Bowl champion Wentz could have beat the Pats last year and then lastly who do we give Seahawks, Rams uh, Niners lastly the Cardinals Kyler Murray or Darnold I'm taking Darnold So, I mean, there you have it. Pretty much in the middle of the pack is where I'd rank Sam Darnold right now. Uh, High end, 10, 12. Low end, if you're not talking about starting a franchise tomorrow and you just want one game one, you know, in the 20 to 24 range. That's where I'm placing the guy. But on top of that, let's do this real quick before we take calls. Film room, on the fly. Now... It's interesting. Gase has taken all this crap. But I'll tell you what, folks. Watch the first two series against the Pats. First play of the game. 12 personnel, one running back, two tight ends. Just an inside zone to Lev Bell gets seven yards. Solid run. Now, Ryan Khalil deserves criticism, there's no doubt. But he's taken far too much crap. Okay, here's the play. Watch Khalil. Right there. Khalil and Assembly double-team the nose. Yeah, nose is head up on the center. Double-team the nose. Gets right to the second level. There's Khalil. Creates nice room for Bell to run. And finishes it off. Excellent first down. Run. Seven yards. Second and three. Eleven personnel. Tight end wing. Now, here's the first problem. Play action, but it's a terribly carried out play action. Pats don't buy it one bit. Not one bit. Man coverage, single high safety. Now, Falk actually makes a play here. But watch this. Watch this right here. Gase leaves the tight end into block with Beecham because Beecham needs help pretty much on every play. 2-1-1. Beecham double teams with assembly but this is inexcusable. How do you let this guy through with the help? How do you do it? How do you do it? Falk still finds Crowder. Crowder comes to the ball. That's huge. By the way, look at the coverage. Coverage here. Good. Good. Blanketed. Even Bell coming out after the play action. Blanketed. Falk trusts his arm, trusts Crowder. When he throws it, look at this. Still solid coverage. The, the play is made by Crowder coming back to the ball. If he doesn't do that, the play's not made. Actually, let's get a view of it from the end zone view real quick. And for those of you looking on radio, I'm sorry. We're going through film. What you're seeing here gets the second play against the Patriots. And him in the tight end. Griffin. Let a guy split him. Falk gets hit low, but he still completes, to, completes it to Crowder on the out. Alright. Now we got our first and ten. Here's the staple run call. Eleven personnel. Inside zone split. Split zone. Here's Bell. Picks up nothing. One. From the end zone view, motion, snap, after the motion clears, comes back, snap, while, you know, it's a jet sweep, this is more popular since the jet sweep came into the, not came in, but started getting more popular in the NFL. You'd snap it with the receiver directly behind the quarterback. It's designed to confuse the D a little bit, make him hesitate, not, know, not knowing which side. Now, when I say split zone... That means the tight end, who's on a wing, is going to come across the line and clean up any backside defender. Okay, so you got the you got the motion going back and forth. Andy Reid really made it popular. The motion with the receiver and the split action with the tight end. There goes Griffin. There's Bell. There's Khalil in the middle taking care of that big boy. Who is 71 for the Pats? That's a big boy. Bell Bounces it out. He reads Khalil, so he gets on the back of Khalil. Not much not much to go because, look, they got three safeties. I think that's a safety. They got three safeties in the game, and it's bad because it's too deep, and he still has nowhere to go. The offensive line has to do a better job than this. Double team on the right side was Shellen Winters. This guy right here on the backside should be cleaned up by the tight end. The split action. He is, but the tandem of Shell and Winters can't get off to get to the second level to help Bell further, and that's a one-on-one, just doesn't go anywhere. Second and nine, and you get to the the stuff that really drives Jets fans crazy. The direct snap with Le'Veon Bell. What he's trying to do, Gase here, without the quarterback play, is create indecision with the defense. It's a read option. It's a read option with the running back making the decision. So right now, Bell is reading this guy. This is the man on the edge. He's got to read. If he crashes down, Bell will keep it and go. If he doesn't crash down and he stays with the QB, with Bell, he has to hand off to Montgomery. Uh, it's a loaded box, only one single eye safety. So they're against the odds already. And why would you ever go... No defense is going to go too deep when they see no quarterback in the backfield. That's just the way it is. And most of the time it's going to be cover zero. But it's a pulling guard. Assembly pulls. Levianbell could still keep it, but he doesn't because he sees his man, sticks with him, sticks with the read. Montgomery, kind of. I mean, I, I don't understand Montgomery here, right here. If he reads it correctly, he could just go right up, right up the a gap right here. Look at this guy; is this high tower? He's sniffing the outside already. So if Montgomery's reading fifty-four, he could take it right up the a gap. He kind of hesitates. Why is he? Why is he hesitating? Go. Uphill, right uphill. So something is there. Don't blame Gaze completely. Something was there. He could have got a couple extra yards out of it. Safety still would have been there. Third and six, Falk incomplete. berrios What was this play? I forget. Uh, empty backfield, motion down below. Now look. Look at this wide open guy. That concept, that rub concept did its job. Here it is. Clearing out on the slant for the flat. And Falk has a guy in the flat. Is that Crowder? I don't I can't tell. Has a guy in the flat for the first down, but he's got to be quick about it. He, he looks left to begin with, doesn't pull the trigger, and then looks right, and then nothing happens. Uh he throws it away, incomplete. End zone view. Yeah, it's Crowder. So now look at Falk. Look at Folk looking left. Now. If he throws it now, I I don't know why. I don't know why he gave up on it. That's a three three-man side. I don't know what where was Gilmore on the play. Gilmore was up top, I believe. So maybe he maybe before the play started he was thinking going going to the opposite side of Gilmore. I don't know. Um it's the wide side up top as well. I don't know what he saw pre-snap to think the right side would do better. Maybe it's the primary side with the play design. Motion comes with a stack look. Press kind of messes anything up that they had a chance to chance to run. Yeah, I don't know. It it's a it's a wheel from the slot Barrios. It, it's another pick-or-rub concept. It's just the Pats defend it well. They stagger it where you can't pick. But if Falk keeps his head to the left side just an instant more before turning to the right, and that's patience, he's got to do that. There's no point in looking left and then right if you're not going to let the left develop first, if you're not going to see if something opens up first. You know what I mean? Just, Just to look left for the sake of looking left is not really worth it. It it won't it won't throw the free safety off enough. He's looking left, looking left, looking left right now. If he throws it, it's a first down. Don't blame Gase for that. He had an, he had an open man and which was very rare the whole game. Guys were not winning their battles. First and 10 on the next possession. Hand off to Bell right down the middle. Inside zone, or inside blitz rather, excuse me, blows it up. Here it is from the end zone. Just a quick hitter up the middle. The inside blitz. There's Beecham, double teaming with the tight end. Doesn't get over to number 54 quick enough. Uh, good defensive called against the the run play. Still, Three-yard gain. It's going to be second and seven. And on this play, Falk gets sacked. But we'll see how it unfolds here. Yeah, I mean, Pats just blitz. See, that's a theme. Whether it's the Bills, the Browns, the Pats, they just blitz. They're not afraid of anything down the field. The weapons don't scare them. Nothing. So, if you look at the defense, it's man coverage everywhere with a single-eye safety. But, interestingly enough, there's a man open. Falk, he sees the six-man rush. Now, right here, he has a man. He has a tight end right over over the middle of the defense. And if he hits him in stride, it's going to be a big play. On the line, they're just outmanned. It's six against five. And there's nothing you can do. Bell... Is not staying in the block. He goes out. To, he goes out uh, on, on a route in the concept, and nothing happens. But a play was a man was open. There's the free safety who's covering the tight end. He's not going to get there in time. Third and fifteen, and another blitz. Oh uh, yeah, he, this is the draw to Bell on third and fifteen. Pats literally go with a cover zero pre snap. There's no one deep. Nobody. Not one person deep. The lack of respect is maddening. Not one person deep on third and 15. They trust the man coverage. And the Pats are the best man coverage team in the league, folks. But they trust the man coverage. And it goes nowhere to Bell on third and 15. Blitz offensive line can't handle it. So listen, Gase deserves criticism. But Falk also had the opportunity to execute some plays. And with Darnold, it could have been a very different outcome. Make no mistake about it. Um, so, I don't know. Where does Darnold rank in your eyes? I guess that's the question. Call in... Let us know, and we'll see how crazy some of you Jets fans are. But two days ago, we called it the second opening kickoff weekend for the Jets, and it truly is. I mean, all signs point to Darnold in week five. If not, at the very latest, week six, it looks like Mosley, Jordan Jenkins, I think Jordan Jenkins is the one who's lagging behind right now. Uh, But Mosley, Quinnen, Darnold, they look good. And in Philly, it's going to be tough because Philly's always tough. The one team the Jets have never defeated. And that's another thing. How strange is it? They're 0-3 during a season that was so filled with hype. And to turn the season around, they're presented by the football gods, the one franchise they have never beaten. The Philadelphia Eagles in Philly. It's very strange. You know, it's been said a million times. For a team to do something special, they have to exercise demons and do the impossible. The Red Sox, in 2004, for them to win a World Series, they had to be the first to come down, come back from an 0-3 deficit. Sometimes it goes like that. The Mets. You know, aside from 86, usually when they make the playoffs they go in a miraculous run that no one saw coming. You know, 2015. 69. If the Jets have any shot this year, it's going to have to start in Philly, a place they have never won. So, we'll see. Packers Eagles on right now. I'm turning the game on as we speak as a matter of fact. And, you know, call in 830, call in anytime, let us know where Darnold ranks. Among the other quarterbacks in the NFL, let us know if the offensive line will indeed come together a little bit. You know, after looking at the film, Ryan Khalil is not as terrible as everyone's making it out to seem. Him, Osemele, Winters, they're run blocking tremendously up the middle, along the interior. They're not pass blocking. And the two tackles aren't doing anything. So. As long as it can get to a competent level. And Darnold really proves to be a franchise quarterback. They can make a run. There's no question. But keep the hype in check. Keep the hype in check. Because Philly. Dallas, New England. You know it's tough before the schedule really opens up and makes things a lot easier. You know during the meat of the schedule, it's going to be tough. There's uh, there's not much to say there. Yeah, I'm sorry, NFL. Eagles Packers are distracting me right now. Devontae Adams and Rogers. I got him in two fantasy leagues and someone's hurt. Who is that on the field? It's a Packer. And Ooh, is that Devante? All right, we got a call coming in. Hey, what's your name? What would what you like to talk about?
1: Yo, this is Guillermo, man. How you doing? Hey, bro?
0: Guillermo, what's going on?
1: Yo, bro, how the, how the hell can we rank Dono, man? Like, you, at this point, you can't even rank the kid, man. I, I look, I, I genuinely believe, and this is not me being a homer, but I still think he's better than Baker Mayfield. Like, I think Baker Mayfield's kind of being exposed. I know he doesn't have as his O-line's kind of porous, but I remember last year he was only beating up like really crappy teams. And when they yeah. played good teams, he struggled, and he's struggling this year. I mean, don't get me wrong. Calling a draw, playing fourth to fourth nine is terrible. But, you know, also goes – I don't know if people were watching that game, there were some passes he just couldn't make, and he can't escape the pocket really whatsoever. I don't want to say whatsoever, but he just can't. Um, Lamar Jackson, again, he's getting – you know, thank God he has Greg Roman. Uh the natural talent's there, but the mechanics are still crap. Uh, he's went through some easy teams in the beginning, uh, besides the Chiefs. Um, you know, still a good player. I don't know if he's – he's a good talent. I just don't – I don't think that, you know, football-wise or, you know, QB-wise, he's necessarily better than Darnold. Um, the only guy I would say that kind of scares me, look, Josh Rosen, I feel bad for him. He's collateral damage. He's probably never going to really get a chance. Um He's yeah, he's just been over. he's
0: just been unlucky too. I mean, going to the Cardinals, the worst Come offense, on, worst yeah. offensive line in football. and Then he goes to Miami with Fitz, and they're tanking, and they're Got tanking it. for Tua. Dude, so, it
1: is it, not fair, man. Like I, I, Josh, uh, Josh, uh, uh, not Josh Allen. Oh my gosh, uh, Rosen. Excuse me. Uh, if he and I was thinking he he would go to the Giants, he'd probably kill. But you know they obviously didn't make a trade for him. But he needs to go to another team. That's probably the only guy I think that look, I like Josh Allen. Uh, the arm is there; uh, he can make certain plays. Uh, but even I don't think he's as heady or as good as Darnold. Look, Darnold was making some amazing throws, whether in the pocket, outside the pocket, last year. Man, if you go back and watch, obviously you, you've done videos and stuff on it. But you know that the Packers game, you know, you know, Packers defense wasn't that great. But I mean, if you watch that 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 uh, the Texans. But they were leaving guys in coverage. They were rushing, like, three, four guys, and they were sending guys out, like, let's 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 challenge this guy's arm. And he was making all the, the right throws, like, all the right reads. You know, outside of the splash plays that he made to the one where he did a little uh, jump, a duke, and throw to a uh, freaking uh, Bobby Anderson in the, in the end zone. I mean, he was making some fantastic throws, man. But, again, you know, it's like all the guys that I mentioned outside of Rosen, they all got teams that built – like improve the foundations around him. and I know I don't. I, I don't I've been killing Gates, but it's like this year, even Grammarly. if Darnold was healthy, I don't think that the foundation around Darnold is necessarily better. And that obviously comes from the O line and I think the play calling. You know what I mean, so it's hard to really rank Darnold, man. Like, thank God he didn't play these last two games; he probably would have gotten killed. But you know, how can you? You can't. You, shit, you can't really rank him, and still he's almost basically. A rookie, if you want to say it, because he's he's coming to a new offensive coordinator. I, you know, I wish John Morton would come back where he went to. Man, I, I miss John Morton. But you know, uh, yeah, I can't, can't really rank him, man.
0: Yeah, it's it's impo- it really is impossible to rank him. But when I, I wanted to see what Jets fans had to say, to be honest, the, uh, based the only on thing
1: I can say is that if you put Darnold, this is how I would, I would, this only way you could rank him, right? Relative to all the new guys, all the the guys, sorry, all the guys from his class, right? If you put him in those situations, would Darno be better? So, if you put Darno with the Cleveland Browns, would they be better? I say yes, because get the pocket, and you're gonna have to respect that, right? If you put Darno with the Bills, would he be better than Josh Allen? I'd probably say yes. If you put uh, Sam Darno with the Dolphins, uh, I mean, but maybe well. I don't know. Kenyon Drake is a disappointment. I had him on my fantasy season uh, team last year. He sucked. So he was disappointing. Uh, besides Drake, close to have Parker. Eh. You know what I mean? So, and then Lamar Jackson. If you put Sam Darnold with that that squad with Andrews and uh, Hollywood Brown, and that run game, and that you know the O line and the defense they got, I I think he'd probably be better than Lamar Jackson. But
0: that's see, the what I want to see, what I see, what I want to see is the stuff that can't be taught. Like, on the screen right now, showing film from last year, to the final four games, mm-hmm. this one's against the Packers, he senses the pressure. He 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 just senses it, and you can't teach that. That's some of the stuff that I see from him that I don't see from other QBs at times. And, yeah, you can't... He was crowned. This summer, he was crowned by a lot of people far too early. Yep. But I think well, I, we I'm can't fine. lose sight of the fact that uh, he does have the traits that it takes to I mean, be a franchise even quarterback. The,
1: even the shitty Patriots game, of the the second Patriots game, there were throws where you. I mean, I can't remember who it was. Maybe it was Burnett or can't remember who it was, and he was basically in his own end zone or near his end zone, and he made a fantastic. I mean,
0: yeah, it was Burnett.
1: Is yeah, it's just some of those throws. It's like every time you see Darnold make those throws, you never feel like the defender has a a a a chance to get the ball. Like Darnold makes so smart pass like even against the Texans, he made that throw and it was an incomplete pass. But I'm I think it was like a linebacker backed up and then you know, it, it was in it was in the end zone and he made a pass that I can't remember who was a target. But it was always it, it was a pass that was in the ground and it was essentially if the guy had amazing hands he but it's such a tough catch for any of the defenders so, it's just it's just heady stuff like that. You know
0: did I lose your Guillermo? Yeah, we lost Guillermo. But yeah, if you're seeing on, on the screen here, listen. This film room was from the Final Four games last year. The best part about the, what he has and what he could deliver on is he's never afraid of making a mistake. He's never afraid of it, and if he does make a mistake, he doesn't care. He'll come back. He won't go into a shell. That's the best part. Uh, a lot of QBs will go into a shell and just give up and hang their head. This kid won't. So it's it's the stuff out of the pockets, the uncoachable stuff that really had everyone going crazy about the kid. Um, other than that, I mean, what else can you say? You just don't want him to get hurt, to be honest. That's the main fear. Uh, Harrison, the calls for Harrison are premature at center, way way premature. Khalil hasn't been that bad, not that bad at all. Uh, Khalil, Osemele, they've been solid inside. Uh, but, you know, aside from Brady, the big boys, Mahomes, Matt Ryan, you, you still... And I know it sucks to watch what Daniel Jones just did. You still have a franchise quarterback at your disposal, at least a potential franchise quarterback at your disposal. So don't hang your heads. Don't hang your heads with Gase and everything that's gone on. You know, show me a team that could win without their, with their, without their starting quarterback on offense, their starting quarterback on defense. Their number two quarterback on defense, Avery Williamson. Think about their defense. They lost Mosley, Williamson, Quentin Williams, and Jordan Jenkins. And offensively, they lost their quarterback and their number two receiver. And they're no- starting tight end. I'm sorry. 90% of all NFL teams will never recover from that. Never. So, the other thing is Jamal Adams, he stopped his weekly WFAN spot this week. Um, I'm not sure I got the entire reason why he did that. Uh, People are actually going after him. Uh, Jamal Adams looks soft. Jamal Adams hangs up on WFAN appearances. Drawing criticism from Bart Scott. I know Bart Scott hammered him. Uh, But what did Jamal... Here here was the official statement. On advice from his family and reps, Jamal has decided to no longer do his weekly radio spot. Adding that she was extremely disappointed. That was the official statement. That was Maggie Gray. That was her response. Uh, No further reason was dis. No for the reason for the decision was given, but Gray acknowledged that Adams did not like that she asked about his decision to remove all mention of the Jets from his Instagram and Twitter profile bios last Tuesday. Yeah, if that's the case and that's true, it doesn't look good. You gotta call you gotta call it out for what it is. He was not happy that I asked the question more than once, Gray said. Some context, when Adams removed the Jets from his bios, it sparked rampant speculation that he was unhappy with the team, speculation that was ongoing when Adams did his weekly interview spot with Gray and Scott. Gray gave Adams a chance to offer an explanation for his social media changes, but Adams did not, dodging the question and referring to the issue as outside noise, which prompted Gray to follow up in, in an attempt to get more clarity. I'm sorry if he thought that it was out of line. But he did it, Gray said. I think that he has to understand if you're going to do something like that. There's going to be questions about it. She's right. She's 100% right. No Jets fan could like that Adams quit that WFN spot. Now, there have been many incidences in the past with Francesa, the Jets, Rex Ryan... Francesa, uh, Joe and Evan, get some jet spots here and there. But Jamal Adams, you don't want to see it out of Jamal Adams, any of your cornerstone guys. Scott, who played for the Jets from 2009 to 2012, acknowledged that doing a radio show when playing for a losing team is difficult. The Jets are an abysmal 9-26 and since Adams was drafted but Scott also criticized Adams This is from USA Today by the way criticized Adams who is a captain for bailing on his apparent commitment to appear on the show for the entire season Scott said it sends the wrong message and also that Adams is missing a leadership opportunity I'm disappointed too Scott said because I like I look at Jamal like a little brother And it's just bad advice. Who gave him the advice? It's one thing to maybe not do it after the season, but you always finish what you start. And listen, it's not easy to come on the radio show and your team has never been successful. Yeah, it's tough. The Jamal, like we said two nights ago, Jamal leaving the Jets is the great fear for the Jet fan right now. You know, operating under that rookie contract, it means a lot especially for the quarterback, you do a lot of lot of your damage when the when the rookie quarterback, the young quarterback is operating with his within his first four or five years of that contract. Uh, you know comes at a, at a lot cheaper price. when teams have to pay their quarterback, everything has to be rebuilt. Look at Seattle Russell Wilson they made their hay when Russell Wilson was making no money and then when you finally had to get paid, they had to step back, rebuild it a bit. And they're still a good team. But they've had their ups and downs. Um, I think Baltimore was the same way too. Flacco, when he got paid. Everything pretty much changed for Baltimore. But Jamal Adams, I don't know. Should be interesting. I'm going to do... Film room on the offense and Gase. I'm going to do film room on Gase's play calling in the offensive line tomorrow. Tomorrow or over the weekend. It'll slowly trickle out and we'll see see what the play calls were. See who's responsible. But if you saw it on this video prior, it's not all on Gase. Falk had two... Within the first two drives, he had two first downs he could have taken, one with the flat to Crowder, one with the crossing pattern to Griffin, and he did not take it. Uh, Khalil did a solid job in the run game, Beecham and Griffin couldn't block a an edge man, D end coming off the edge, so it, it's not at all on Gase, folks. I mean, I hope he doesn't go too simple, but we'll see what happens. Until next time.